Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. This week on the podcast, I have Masha Drokova, who is a San Francisco-based founder and partner at Day One Ventures, firm focused on early stage investments, and they're focused in investing into empathetic founders. Here's a little sneak peek of what this is all about. If you're truly interested in being in full connection with divine, there is some work you want to do day to day. It is the most important work that you're doing for humanity and for yourself. Sexual energy is very sacred and we need this energy to be a part of our life as much as we need food or water or clean air to live. We need this energy to be a part of our life and to be fully alive. As you have guessed, we'll be talking about personal development, about meditation, about the importance of bringing sexual energy into your everyday life and how powerful that can be. Masha also shares about her experience doing a Vipassana, a silent meditation retreat. She also shares about her morning and evening routines that help her stay connected to the source. And she also shares the principles that she lives by, which she has come to understand and realize and embody after going to a retreat in Peru. One of my favorite takeaways from this conversation, especially as I'm just coming back from Lead With Love, a conference in Aspen that's all about bridging consciousness, spirituality, yoga, and entrepreneurship and business, is this idea that any business can't exist unless there is human connection and human understanding. So it's this idea of being present for each other and connecting with each other on a human level, first of all, and then elevating everything we're doing from that place. And that's exactly why, in the words of Masha, empathy is undervalued in business. I totally agree. But from the conference, I now know that there are more and more companies and people waking up to the idea of bringing the ideas of appreciation, gratitude, consciousness, and mindfulness practices into the workplace, which is just so powerful and fantastic. I would love to hear your takeaways from this interview. Instagram message me at Wired and tweet both me at Wired and Masha at Masha Drokova. I'm going to link this in the show notes if you're not sure how to spell it. All the show notes are on wokeandwired.com. You can find, you can actually listen to the podcast there as well, not just on iTunes and Spotify. And I would love to hear from you. And one way that I invite you to support this show if you're enjoying it is share it with a friend and or actually that's two ways. Leave a review and a rating on the iTunes app. That's really helpful and I appreciate it and I read every review and it makes my day. And it keeps me going with this work of bringing consciousness, technology, and entrepreneurship all together into one conversation. And I appreciate you being here with me. P.S. I am launching a pilot program for my online social media training. It's really coming from me doing all the social media workshops and focusing 
not only on the growth hacks and smart strategic moves you can do to grow your presence and have a bigger impact, but also to really shift our mindset on social media because like I've talked about this before, social media on its own doesn't have any energy, only has the energy that we give it. And as soon as we realize that we'll liberate ourselves from all the drama and the stories we have around it, and we just see it as a space for infinite possibilities for creating lives and businesses we love. That's exactly what I did. And I'm just stoked to share my own principles that I have been implementing for all my projects with you in an intimate group where we're going to be deep diving into everything together, holding each other accountable and creating a space of safety, trust and support. So if you're interested in being in that beta test group, email me at K-S-E-N-I-A, that's my first name, at wokeandwire.com. I'd love to hear from you and tell me why you're interested in it, what you're looking to create in the world. Anyway, here goes Masha. Enjoy this conversation. Okay, guys, I'm here with Masha. Masha is in San Francisco, and I am so very excited about this conversation. Masha, I'm going to jump right into it. And start with my traditional question. I'm going to read your Instagram bio, and you're going to explain to me what it is that you actually do on a day-to-day basis. Sound good? Sounds great. And thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be a part of your podcast. Very honored to have a chance to speak to your audience. It's my pleasure. Every conversation we have, I wish we had recorded it. So now this is just going to be the juice. So your Instagram bio, and if you guys want to look it up, it's at Masha Drokova, and I'm going to link it in the show notes. It says, I fund startups and tell their stories, and I love. You use the red heart emoji. So that sounds fantastic, and I know you travel all over the world. You're based in San Francisco, find yourself often in New York and all over the world, really, advising some of the coolest people that I've heard about doing some of the most innovative things in the world. So what is it that you actually do? First, I just live life. (laughs) And I'm trying to serve life as much as I can. And I feel very (laughs) strong spirit. And life itself, it just flows through me. And um, I'm trying to be just surrendered to this flow and removing anything, any layers and any obstacles that resist this flow. (laughs) And if I just speak about like, what do I do in the life? And I have an amazing job that I'm honored to be doing. I'm managing venture fund day one ventures, where we fund empathetic founders and leaders and help them to succeed through helping them to tell their story And it is one of the most interesting and inspiring organizations I work with and I work for. And I'm excited to be building that. And I'm excited to be building fund as a community of uh, leaders of a new age, which has different qualities and focus and excited to be supporting them. And there is a big part of the, there is a big internal life happening all the time. And I find lots of inspirations, insights, downloads, and trying to be open to them all and very carefully incorporating them in day-to-day life. 
So back when we met a few years ago, you were doing PR. You were doing PR for startups. And I know there has always, it sounds like, been an inkling in you to do work that is deeper than that. But how did you come to doing what you're doing now? And how is it actually different from doing PR that you were doing before? I think it's just a continuation of the same story. I think in different roles, but I've been in PR almost 14 years. Oh, more than 14 already. And I think I was doing PR as a head of PR studio and PR studio is still existing and grown really well. And my amazing partner, Anastasia, is managing PR studio. At the same time, I was looking for the best way to work with early stage startups. So when startups are very early to hire very professional, high quality in-house publicists and probably top agencies and accessible to them. However, they have a strong need in someone who would help them to find the right story, find the right words, do messaging, do PR strategy, and get the first publications. And I wanted to work with these companies, and I wanted to do more than just supporting them with PR, and I was looking for the right structure, and it brought me into becoming angel investor and I was lucky enough to invest in amazing companies and having lots of fun doing that on the same time very quickly exited one of portfolio companies the AI startup Bentec Lab which helped me to four times return all angel invested capital it was more than 10x return in one year and a half which was very fast and amazing usually people see returns in four or five years And it helped me to get this money and some of my business partners' money and create Day One Ventures where we have a chance to structure our internal operations around helping our portfolio companies with communications. And I actually like much more to use the word communications versus PR. And I think when you work with company on the external communication and you do that on particular way with particular qualities and with a particular attitude, it's actually very much affect how company, first of all, companies start paying attention on communications. And then you see like how quickly the external communication changes, but the internal communication changes very much. That's why... I think I feel lots of responsibility doing work on communications because, and I think inside our team, we pay lots of attention to that because we understand even like hours, few hours a week that we're working with a startup can affect very much on the way how they use a word and how they communicate. And I think it's just very much influence overall trajectory of the company. We feel lots of responsibility doing that right and we're paying lots of attention on how we actually do it inside our team and when we work with our portfolio founders so your first angel investment right was a 10x return is that right over 10x yes that's crazy so i don't even still fully understand the world of vcs and angel investments and there you go your first one was this major What were the energetics and the mindset behind that? How did you take that leap into this whole new world for you at that time? 
and find that success? I think it's very early to say if it's success or not. I think we hopefully we're going to have more exits, more successful exits on the next few years. But I honestly think for myself that you could start judging if I'm good investor or not good investor in 10, 20, uh, in 10, 12 years. I think it's one of the job where learning, where just learning cycle is very, very long. I think our job and something that we do will really show the results in 10, 12 years. And it's actually very early to judge. Even I think like small exits, it's just some like tiny indications that we're probably moving the right direction, but I wouldn't consider it as a like great result or something. It's just like small steps and we don't know like if we're good investors <laughs> for the next 10 years. At least it's the way I see it for myself. However, I think just like what helped to um, be in this deal, I, I knew founders for a few years. It was a obviously unique technology and it was proven by their victory in number of tech competitions that it's unique and uh, we it was like very solid and very very quick team moving really fast and one of the reasons why we took them just because PR could have played a great role supporting them and it happened PR brought them a few hundreds of B2B client leads and I'm really grateful that it happened and I'm also just very much excited about the companies we have in our portfolio and however like any M&A of company is great and it's obviously hard to make. I'm still hoping that all companies we're taking now, I'm hoping that most of them just starting the company have a goal to go public and have a goal and strong intention to grow company for many, many years and to build the company where they would want to work maybe to the rest of their life. And it's how I feel about the fund that I strongly feel that the company we're building and the team we're building at Day One Ventures is a company where I'm going to be just working like the rest of my life. And it might be just changing and evolving, reflecting the external trend we see. But I just hope we're building the company where I can enjoyably work to the rest of my life okay well we can schedule a follow-up interview in 10 years we'll see what happens (laughs) (laughs) yes let's do it (laughs) but the thing that i want to get to in the few minutes that we've spoken just now you've mentioned the words downloads and guidance and intuition and gratitude and that's exactly why we're having this conversation right now and why every single time we meet and have these conversations in person or over the phone, I'm just mind blown by how you are able to combine something that's beyond us, whether we call it divine guidance or consciousness or universe with applying those ideas and technologies to your actual business. Tell me more about that. Have you always been into like spiritual practices and trainings and workshops or when did you start living a life that's more conscious aligned and mindful I think I felt very I think I felt very strong connection with divine from very very early and I think this connection been influencing my day-to-day life and my internal world since very early I think 
it was a point in my early life when it wasn't the focus. And then it was a moment in my life when external became a focus for many, many years. And then like two and a half years, I think I wasn't like completely 100% happy. And I don't think I was like fully appreciating and loving my life while externally everything was amazing. And I think it's just at some point, one trip and through helped me to disconnect from its own world for a period of time and just find all expansiveness of internal life. And I managed to, I happened like managed to put that in focus and very deeply lived through and realized that love is a goal of my life not just intellectually came to that but just fully feel it and almost like visually and all my system just like lived through what it means and then of course I just I was left with this inspiration and with a huge amount of different questions about like how exactly to live life when your life purpose is love and then different answers being unfolding and I created some rules for myself and super, super simple, as simple as they sound, they're hard to execute on them. And the first rule is just to love and second rule to never do what you don't want to do. Next rule would be just be always be open to unknown and leave a space in your life so unknown can come and be curious and go into these unknown spaces and the last like rule here would be just to always help when you ask for help and I started trying I started living these rules and it's honestly just super super hard and it's also super hard to live your external life and be your best self and always just make sure that it's in alignment with the rules and just overall goal to love just raised so many questions because apparently what I thought is love on the moment when I felt this realization about love brought me in deeper understanding and I'm very much researching about love and at the same time trying to incorporate whatever I learn in life. So you bring the word love to a business context and there was an article not so long ago in Business Insider titled Masha Drokova Builds Businesses by Helping Them Find Love. So that's a big thing to do, right? To build, to bring the word love into corporate and tech environments. And I wonder how it's been going for you, you know, bringing up that word and that concept and that commitment and that value that you have into your daily work. Have you found that people are open to hearing more or are people kind of skeptical? I think it's uh, first of, I think I just live in life, trying to live life with love while through like building businesses and doing other things in life where I can practice what this means. I think uh, this impulse when we feel when we strongly in love with someone or with something is something that creates lots of light and lots of energy and i think this energy being created is something that make universe expand and that make life exist and i feel like it's just a 
noble goal of any being to keep creating more of these impulses and more of this light. And I think every single person would agree with me when they're strongly in love, they just feel the most alive. They just feel like they actually live and uh, feel like very awake. You could use your business or anything else to connect with people that you meant to connect and through this connection create a relationship when you trust each other and you see each other as humans and when you have this trust you could support someone and support these impulses to grow in someone. I think love is very important and I see that as a very interesting and noble goal to help people open up their hearts. <laughs> it definitely influences everyone's life trajectory and I think one of the problems of society is that adult people started being afraid of falling in love and create huge narrative and stories about why we shouldn't fall in love, like how dangerous it is. I think it's just dangerous to not fall in love because you're just wasting minutes and <laughs> days and years of your life if you're not in love because you're not fully lived. I think we sometimes just connect with people on businesses. I never do any business with person if I don't think that they see me as human and if I don't see them as human and don't like feel connection with them as human when we have this connection and we align on their goals and I want to support each other with each other's goals and we start doing business together we trying to be as best as we can to our founders and to be the investor who is always on founder's side and to support founders actually helping them despair so as a result of working with us on the next first few months founders usually just get lots of media publications about them and there is a work process that we go through together so when they see some results usually naturally create some trust and some foundation to go deeper and slowly becoming part of their life and it might happen with some founders right away and with some founders it may take like years and months to happen and there is no like intention to force anything but I'm really grateful how deep and loving and honest and transparent relationship with founders that we have with every single founder we have in our portfolio and whenever I can encourage people to let love flow to go through them and to open to this flow and not being afraid to that I use it as a chance and opportunity and I see that as one of or my contribution to the world to hold the space and support someone if someone is open to this flow. You talk about how you select specifically empathetic founders to fund and support, right? So mm -hmm. what exactly do you mean by that? And how? what exactly is your process of choosing those people? How much of it is intuitive and how much of it is technical assessment? Does their interest in expanding their consciousness or spirituality or any of that kind of stuff play a role in that? We invest in empathetic founders and in general model we invest in founders with a big heart. <laughs> I think heart is something and something that you develop over the life, not being afraid in of love. <laughs> I think it's uh, something that 
create lots of strengths, lots of sincerity and ability to go through any challenges, any ups and downs. It's a particular type of people that we invest in. I think empathy is very much undervalued in business. And I think successful founders of their uh, future would be very empathetic. And I don't think you have any alternative than to be empathetic because I think in the modern world when lots of, if you want to build company, you want to build family. <laughs> you want to have a few people that are able to be around you for a few years and believe as in your mission as much as you do and believe in your leadership as much as you do. And people in 20s or 30s now have so many opportunities of how they can organize their life. They can be contractors, they can be YouTube celebrities, they can be Uber drivers, they can be so many jobs when you don't have to have your boss. And I think when you're not a good mentor to, unless you're a very good mentor to your team, unless you constantly, constantly support their internal growth, you would not be able to lead or who build really big and successful company. And in order to be a good mentor on personal growth to your team, you just need to grow yourself all the time, nonstop, without rest. And mm -hmm. everyone actually wants it. And sometimes people just come to that at some point in life. But I do think it's very much influenced leadership. So I'm looking for this kind of leaders. And just in terms of technology, there are three categories of companies we invest in. One is some disruptive, unique technology that is not existing in the world and that is unique, that has some unique formula and code. And it's just impossible to build this technology within like a short period of time so it's a defensibility for competition number two is impactful companies we look a lot and mental tech space and we invest in education and health any tech that supports underrepresented communities and i think social mission companies is very important and number three community-driven businesses I had a luck to work with companies like Hotel Tonight and House. And I think strong community is a great foundation for long-term success. And we can see Airbnb, how business based on community is succeeding and thriving. And we're looking for more companies like that. And I was lucky enough to be building community, like my first job and my first step first step in my career where I was five years in youth movement it just started growing community from 2,000 to 100,000 people so the first skill that I learned the first skill I learned in my career was how to build community so I'm really grateful for that experience and I'm grateful that I can offer some of the tips and learnings and ideas to portfolio companies building community so it's like three types of companies and if you just like structure a look at our portfolio right now it's basically like three categories one category some consumer tech for millennial audience and it's just easy to feel because all of our team almost all our team are millennials and we just pick what we like with and make sure that we follow the rest of criteria and number two would be 
innovative technology, which is unique and never existed before. For example, a company catalog DNA that found a way to store information on DNA. And number three would be B2B businesses with unique technology tapping into large market and automating areas of their life where automation very much needed. For example, digital genius and solutions that help to automate customer support. So artificial intelligence replacing some of the support agents. And when I have like discussions about artificial intelligence and this technology and people like, oh, like you're replacing people in support center and it's like not good and people will probably just lose their jobs. I'm always thinking like, okay, do you often talk to support agents? Like, are you always happy when you talk to support agents? This is a job that you really want to be doing. And I think there are a lot of jobs in the world which are not making people happy and which is not the most jo- enjoyable job or maybe like majority of the time people spend serving other people is not really enjoyable. And whenever you can automate that part, I think it just serves a better purpose. And just to finish, we invest in day one companies and being day one company means living every day of company's life very present. Imagine some person who is like very present all the time. First, this term being brought by Jeff Bezos 20 years ago in his letter to shareholders. And he said, if you not day one company if you don't live every day of your company's life like it's a day one you will not be able to build an innovative company and you will not succeed and then he shared some principles of being day one company in the center of it obsession with customers being obsessed with serving your customers i was inspired by this concept and i think we are this kind of company so we're searching for more day one companies and just overall learning what it means to be day one company I think just learning about them and noticing how different companies creating their past and sharing this information is something that is very beneficial for business culture and hopefully will help more companies to create success that Amazon created. I love that. Uh, the thing that comes to mind, and I've heard about the concept before, but the feeling that I most closely know, like day one, is days when I have press or I'm shooting something and I'm on a deadline and I have five people waiting for me on something. And when I just have things out in the world about my work and I know it's impacting people or a product launch, that's when I'm so connected to that day one mentality when I'm just so alive, so on purpose, and there's no space for doubt or side talk. It's just like this total clarity and commitment. So I appreciate you bringing attention back to that. But What I want to get back to now is you talked about the importance of founders' interest in personal growth for the success of their company. So I'm curious to talk about your personal practices and rituals and things that you do so that you keep following those rules that you have created for yourself and that you live by. I think it's a big part of my life. And I think if you're truly interested in being in full connection with divine, there is some work you want to do day to day. It is the most important work that you're doing for humanity and for yourself. Things that I'm doing every day, I wake up and I pray and then I meditate and I love meditation and then I'm ready for the day. And another thing that I do few times a week is yoga it can vary from vinyasa to kundalini 
it's very often that I found some Kundalini Kriyas and I'm consistently do them for like 40 days to build a connection with this Kriya and to really get to know what Kriya means. I'm also trying to incorporate reading in every day of my life. I high quality conversation and I think the more and the better you listen the more you can learn and I'm trying to spend some time with nature I live in a house and we have a small garden and I'm trying to hug tree every day and to exchange energy with these beings and I'm ending my day by writing what I'm grateful for for just myself and my journal and trying to make sure I'm doing that every day I love that. I know also when we speak in person, I remember that lunch we had in Moscow, we spent like an hour talking about retreats that we've been to, experiences that we have had on those retreats and how they have impacted our lives and our businesses. And in that Business Insider article, it also mentions that one of the things you do is you might recommend retreats or trainings to your founders and companies you're investing in. So what's a retreat that you can share with our listeners that has had the most impact on your life? I think there are a few things that impacted a lot. It's a Vipassana, known silent meditation retreat. When you meditate in silence and focus all of your attention on feelings. And I think Vipassana being amazing and just showed me in a very simple way how I can pursue life as like, how can I live with love? It's just like taking every small moment and in every small moment, making sure that all your actions, which are your thoughts, your words, and your action coming from the place of love, not coming from the place of fear. And when you just keep living like that, every small bit, every small moment of your life, your life magically changes. And Vipassana was amazing, and I've never been as clear and as focused as after Vipassana. Like, imagine you're in the room which was, like, full of stuff and not really super clean, and came and cleaned it, and it became, like, as clean as in hospital. It's, like, exactly what Vipassana did to my system. And it's also just helped me to know how to meditate because I think before that I was just like sitting with closed eyes and it just gave me a practice where I learned how to meditate. I think second retreat that I really loved is Kudoshka. Shamanic teachers about sexual energy and the people that are doing that. Amari and Shane have been doing that for more than 20 years. Basically, sexual energy is very sacred and we need this energy to be a part of our life as much as we need food or water or clean air to live. We need this energy to be a part of our life and to be fully alive. And Kudoshka is a great combination of theory where theory is not necessarily lecture and talk, but more like a questions that constantly help you to self-reflect. And you do different sensual exercises that help you to feel more and to connect with your feelings and start feeling more than thinking. It's just really beautiful. And another big part is about how to be communicative in relationships and in sex and how to not be afraid to be communicative and do that on the way that it only helps and increases excitement with your partner. And you could go to Kudoshka by yourself 
and practice with different people and really see and feel that we are all one and that you could feel this energy and attraction with anyone and any human being deserve love and you could receive and fully enjoy love being received from every alive human being. You can also go with your partner and definitely deepen in your relationship and likely go through some challenges, obstacles, questions, situations, which will help you to progress in your relationship and maybe go through and break through something that otherwise would take you a few years or that you would probably never be able to break through. And just to specify, you don't have to have sex with anyone, right? (laughs) You just practice sensual practices. Yes, it's exactly like that. And you encourage to not like have actual sex until this retreat is over. But you sense a lot and you could have orgasm and you could just have lots of pleasure and enjoy a lot. But it's not like physical sex that you actually have. Okay, that's still on my list to check out. So Masha, usually the question that I ask every guest is what is making you feel woke right now? But in your case, I want to make an exception and ask you, what are you falling in love with right now? I'm in love with my life, very truly. I'm in love with like how it's just magically evolving and honestly very much in love with our company and the way how we build it and the way how we let it be created through us. And I'm also just very excited by the circle of friends slash community that's being created around us, not necessarily in super structured way, but I just totally see that as community. When it came from other countries, you value friendships a lot. It becomes your second family. I'm super grateful for friendships and for amazing people surrounding me. And I'm very much on purpose trying to keep my circles very diverse in terms of age and I have friends from like a few years old literally to <laughs> 70 80 years old and the people of all professions from entrepreneurs to scientists and artists and people focused just on spirituality and their life and people from all over the world it just help you to stop judging <laughs> so important so what I'm hearing is first of all how much gratitude there is in your attitude. And honestly, from experience and from observation, I can tell that the attitude of being just grateful for what we do have is the key to expansion in any area of our lives. So thank you for being such an ambassador of of that and follower of gratitude. And what I really want to leave myself and listeners with is, you are an incredible mentor, Masha. And so what I want to know is, What kind of advice would you have for me, for other entrepreneurs listening to this, in terms of lessons that you have learned from both your own experience starting and building companies and investing into others and living a life that is conscious and based in love? What is some advice or lessons that you can share with all of us that we can also live and implement? I think it's just not being afraid to open your heart whenever it comes to any relationships and to any opportunity. Not afraid to unknown and not afraid to open your heart and not afraid of being hurt. 
And when you open your heart, it sometimes it goes well and sometimes it doesn't go well. I think it's just life practicing and asking us and giving us a chance to practice our integrity and always like forgive whatever happened. And if you opened heart, you felt like too much in something what you didn't want really happened. Open heart and don't have expectations. And if something that disappointed you happened, just forgive. Like forgive yourself first and forgive whoever else was involved in this accident. We keep learning how to live. And when we stop learning, probably this life stops and another life starts so we can start learning from scratch. But just forgive. Don't waste any single minute to be alive. Don't afraid to be on the top of your excitement. It's just dangerous to be wasting your time. Taking more risks. That's so in line with everything that I've been thinking about. To be more playful and take more risks and to be more alive. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for thank you for living your truth and for be inspiring to me. And I'm thinking a lot about the term mentors that you use and term teacher. And I think we're all teachers to each other. And I think when we just kind of choose teachers and teachers choose us, I found like just one rule: be fully open. Hmm. And someone was asking me like, "Oh, how to choose mentor?" I was like, "Well, there is like first rule like." Whoever you see as mentor, this person should see you right away. <laughs> mm. You shouldn't convince anyone to become your mentor. It should be mutual because this mentor is learning as much as you do. That is so powerful. I so agree with you. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you about that you would like to share? I think it's all good. And I think you've been asking amazing questions. And thank you for creating a very trusting container where I can share things and words from the bottom of my heart and not being afraid of being judged or misunderstood. It's a unique opportunity of connection and it's rare to have so deep and sincere connection, which is I know is always present no matter how many hours we spend with exactly. each other. And thank you for this belief and uh, support. I'm really inspired by you and by your integrity and by your love. Thank you so much. It's totally mutual. And I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. What's the best way for all the listeners to connect with you and your work? I think the easiest way to talk to me is to follow me on Instagram or even better on Twitter. I'm open to any questions. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Masha. Thank you, Xenia. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends, leave a review, and find all the show notes on wokeandwired.com and connect with me on Instagram at wokeandwired. Stay woke, stay wired, and have an incredible day.